Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We talked a little bit about it yesterday with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, your thoughts now a day later to digest the fact that Rodgers seems to be ruling supreme here when it comes to all things New York Jets organization. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm not surprised. I mean, everybody knew that Rodgers came and um, you know, did what smart people do. He pounced on a vulnerable situation. Much like Yamamoto was pouncing on Steve Cohen, oh, who he's playing, yeah. uh, to get more money from the others. And uh, he'll be a Yankee, I believe. No way. Aaron Rodgers came here to try to save the Jets because he knew that the Jets were desperate and that they'd give him the keys to the franchise and let him do whatever he wants. And basically everything that he wanted done was wrong. <laughs> Everybody he brought in stunk. Uh, you know, I respect Cobb. He's, he's just old. Lazard didn't even seem like he wanted to be here. Turner's terrible. The OC has no adaptability. So it bombed out, understood. And what's going to happen next year, at least what I'm going to say now. Two more years. Well, hopefully it's two. Two more More years. years. Two Two more years. years. I am actually, I mean, excited and obvious uh, more than that. Like yesterday, because I wanted to see him play this year and to hell with caution of the Mm. wind. So bored this year. I just want to see Rodgers throw a touchdown. Like, I feel like we deserve that. As irrational as it sounds, Coming back from Achilles, you know, with the even though it's better, it's a better surgery. Right, right. It's it's implausible, but I needed a touchdown from Rodgers this year. It just didn't seem right what was taken from us. All that being said, I can't wait for next season. <laughs> I can't wait, and I can't wait until the conversations begin, which will be immediate. When is Devontae Adams going to oh be acquired? Because he's going to be. Um, what left tackle do the New York Jets take in the draft inside the top ten? And then all of a sudden. And you can mock and you can laugh, and I see that little wry smile. I'm not going to look at you. I can see out of the corner of my eye. I know what you, what you try to do here. Set me up here. I don't even have to do it. You're well, going there all on your own. Well, okay, so let me let me ask you this. Rather no bait than, necessary today. <laughs> just a little chum. Yeah, you're not either. either. You're, you're already there. Little, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm there because yeah. I'm excited. I'm hungry. Now, I am hungry. Right. And when you're hungry, you take the bait. You take the chum. Mm-hmm. But uh, not every fish is dumb. Not every fish goes to that little hook or that little bob. Yeah, you sniff around, mm-hmm. you look around, you say, I think my cousin got uh, right. hooked uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to go for it now. And I'm not going for a hook that is the common mistake that most Jet fans will go for. The New York Jets are going to be awesome next year. Oh, the God. New York Jets are going to have an offensive line with a stud left tackle with AVT, all right, and with Tipman, so, who's very good, I think. So at least 60% of their weakest unit right now is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. That's without... A free agent addition. Then you throw in Devontae Adams and Garrett Wilson and Breeze Hole. Finally, a year removed from the surgery. 
It's go time. It sounds like, I'm familiar. not saying Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm a, but will the Jets be one of the top three or four teams in the AFC next year? I believe they will be. I do. With a straight face and I, every ounce of conviction I, that I have. I see it. Now, I'm these things the have face. to happen. I'm going to preface it with the, these things must happen. I believe every one of those things will happen. Wow. They will get Adams. They will draft the stud left tackle. Hall will be better. Wilson will be better because of Adams, and that defense will be awesome. While I love Aaron Rodgers, and you know all the reasons why we've talked about it, and while I am going to be highly entertained by another season, and two more seasons of Aaron Rodgers, I can't wait. While I'm going to be entertained by it, like, come on, dude. It is the worst thing that could happen to the franchise. Instead of doing what you're saying they're going to do or should do, which is exactly what's going to happen, what they should be doing is saying, Joe Douglas, you're gone. Robert Sala, you're gone. Nathaniel Hackett, you're gone. Rodgers, here's what's going to happen. This is what you could accept and be here as a starting quarterback this year under these circumstances with this coach, with this draft pick and all that stuff, or we'll move on and you'll be gone. They need a new leader of the organization. They need a new head coach, and they need to draft a quarterback. And until they do that, they're going to be meddling next year at the best, maybe compete for a playoff spot, lucky if they get in, if everything goes right, and then they could have that for two more years, relying on a 40-year-old quarterback. I also know that they won't make the same stupid mistake that they made this year. They will have a quality backup behind mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, like you think Jacoby Brissett type, if you got to carry oh, the yeah. mail for a game. I'm just saying, if you have to carry the, the mail for a game or two, and that'll be stabilized. And, you know, listen, I, I, by the way, Sal, I said on Monday, I'd fire everybody. Like, I, I don't want to bury the lead. I said that. Right, but now I you're stuck back no, in. But I, I know that they're not going to do it. Right. So now I need to pivot to, okay, what will the on-field product look like? And I believe it's going to be very good. And listen, if there's It's de- going to be very similar to what no, we it's saw not. this year. See, that's the key. It's not. Number one, you're going to have Devontae Adams. So you're going to have suddenly... Oh, you're going to go from... Now you're guaranteeing Devontae Sal- Adams going to be here? Well, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I strongly surmise they're going to get him. How about you, you fix the offensive line they're first? They're going to. First. Forget about Adams. They're I don't going about Devontae to. Adams you could do both in the same... Joe Douglas hasn't done it in six years. I'm not exonerating him. That's why I said I would fire all these people, but they're not going to, so... But what makes you think they're going to fix the offensive line if the same people are here? Because it was so obviously in their faces this year, how inept they were at their jobs that unless they're idiots, they'll correct it. But and I, I know they're not idiots. They're going to try. I don't think they know how. Well, I mean, those are, okay. Well, they know how to make big trades because they made one for Aaron Rodgers, so we know that. Yeah, and he fleeced, well. well, and Jamal Adams was a big mm-hmm. So we know that Joe knows how to make trades. So in terms of the trade front, I believe they'll be strategically well-positioned to acquire Devontae Adams, number one. Who's the highest-drafted uh, offensive lineman that Joe Douglas drafted? It's Makai Becton. Uh, how's he worked out? Not well. He's been hurt. And he's no, been lazy. But Beckton says been... he's been good. Hey, Kayvon Thibodeau treated him like a turnstile. As he he abused him. I Beckton thinks he's good. Oh, Beckton's back. He's serviceable. I haven't been no, saying that. I've been saying Beckton. He's always, not just you. Yeah. I've heard it from other people. But if you notice, Sal, what I first said, I, the three names I gave you, I said the stud left tackle taken to the top ten, Tipman, who's good, and an AVT. Mm-hmm. That's why I said 60% of the offensive line will be much better. Than, I didn't even say Becton. Right. I'm not I'm not down with Becton. I'm just saying the guy, who, down on Becton. The guy who drafted him is going to be here. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, if Rodgers plays 17 games this year, what do you think the Jets' record is? What, this past season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, two more wins. They probably would. They win the Raiders game. They win the Patriots. Game. I, I right there. I just don't think they're they're any good. Uh, but they but I understand that. But think about how many games they lost that were narrow losses. The Raiders. Now they also narrowly beat yeah. the Giants. I get that. 
but that they lost 15 to 10 All right, to I'll a horrendous it. Patriot. Go ahead. I'll answer it honestly. With Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, who are 5-9 and nine right now, obviously without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and we'll probably finish with six or seven wins. We'll give them six. We'll give them one of the next three. Six wins, six and 11 without Rodgers. What would they, they be win, with them? Win two. Uh, and I think they could they win two. They probably win three more matches. Okay. I think so three you, more. So you double figures right away. They'd right be, away. They'd be eight and and six right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now let me well hold on because they won some of the games. You're figuring they're going to win those games and not lose the ones. Yeah, they probably won three more games. They probably beat the Falcons. So it's not. A, I didn't they even probably, count the Falcons, they, but that's they one that beat they the guess. Falcons. They probably beat at least the Raiders or Chargers. I would think the and Patriots. The, yeah, and that's 15, the one. That's I mean, that's 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 might be four. I, no, no, I give maybe I give them three. Yeah, four is ambitious. I would I would agree. Give them three. Yeah, and there's still a couple of games to go. Rodgers would not lose to the Commanders on Christmas Eve. Wouldn't happen. You know, he wouldn't lose in Foxborough to a team that doesn't even want to play for Belichick anymore. This Jets team might. With Rodgers, they wouldn't. I get it. You, you, know, you, you know the big issue, though? What's that? They still wouldn't have beat the Dolphins. They still wouldn't have beaten the, the Bills in, that, well, they beat, in, but in they, Buffalo. They beat Bills. Well, they beat they, the Bills okay, I got you. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, does Aaron Rodgers throw a 99-yard pick six before the half? Yeah. Probably not. Because I've seen him throw 60-yard bombs against the Lions. The exact opposite. Touchdowns. Yeah. Well, all of them good, say here, say, good luck. Well, okay, I got you. I got you. I'll take all the luck I can muster up. I'm, I'm not above it. Uh, but I think I will concede the distribution of power in the Jets organization is not the way it should be. I'm granting That's you that. That's my problem. I, I agree with that. But there's enough favorable components, at least in the next year or two, I believe with a move or two, you can actually work around that. And we'll see if I'm right. I, I, but I honestly, no hot take. I sincerely believe that the Jets will be a borderline Super Bowl team this year with Rodgers. And I think that they'll be the same next year. And to me, they're just del- delaying the inevitable, which is fire everybody and draft a new quarterback. It's just going to take another couple years as opposed to doing it now. BT and Sal on the fan. We'll continue with your calls here on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Remember, we'll talk some Giants coming up at 1120-ish with Jonathan Casillas. So stay tuned for that. Willie is calling from Howard Beach. What's up, Willie? What's going on, my my boys? How y'all feeling? How are you, Willie? Happy holidays. Will, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good. I told Amanda to make because I was expecting to hear Humph. I apologize for the slippage on air. I wanted to apologize first and foremost for an accident. I got passionate. And when I I speak to you two opposed to the other thing, I I really sometimes feel like it's my friends I'm talking to. And you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're on air. But we like that. You got to hear us during the commercials, Will. (laughs) I don't know how we don't do it on the air. (laughs) I could only imagine. Um, Yo, and that was also awesome, dude, about your little guy wanting to wear the suit on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm not going to see my son for the holidays, unfortunately. His name's Liam. And um, I'm going to give him a shout out. And I was was so happy that you got to be on that trip with your daddy. Thank you, man. It was one of my dad was there, and, and my son was awesome. Thanks for saying that. Well, I appreciate it. Um, about the Yamamoto thing, though, because I'm, I'm a diehard Mets fan. I don't think I ever told you guys that. I always call, and I'm honestly done with this guy as far as a self-respecting. Like I had this chick I that I that I dated, some high-class chick, right? I got hooked up with. I had to pull out all the bells and whistles for her and take her to these restaurants mm. I don't normally eat at, drive a portion to Manhattan and pay for parking when I would normally Uber and drink and drive, taking risks just because she wanted to be in a nice car, right? Mm. And then I found out she's messing with James Harden, the guy sending her Ubers and giving her room service. What? Are you so serious? Wait, 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 wait. Legitimately hooking up with James Harden? No, no, the, the chick's high class, BT. I won't put her out there, no. Mm. She's you know, I got it. I don't, we don't need a name. Wow. 
Right. Okay. So now get to I the good part. That is the good part. No, no, this What's is the, the good part. part? No, the good I'll, part's I'll coming. I'll tell you what I mean. I, wa- I don't drink and drive. I take Ubers. So I had to drive my car into Manhattan to impress this girl. Like, doing things that was like, I had to call myself a bozo. It wasn't you. Right? That wasn't you, Willie. Right. Exactly. Exactly, Sal. So I, I then I find out through the grapevine, James Harden sending her. This girl told me I don't do Ubers. This James Harden <laughs> sending her, not even Uber Black, and giving a room service. They're not leaving the room. So I'm like, mm. what the hell am I doing? The point I'm trying to make is... Everyone's all hell-bent out of shape on, all right, Steve Cohen, granted. Um, Steinbrenners don't have as much money as Cohen. Cohen doesn't have as much as Elon Musk, but a billion is a billionaire. So if people in their right mind think that the Steinbrenners couldn't have afforded the gas of the jet, they're nuts. It's, it's like a desperation move, like BT says. And I was actually embarrassed that Cohen had to be the one to do that as if everyone else don't have a private jet and could have done the same thing. Mm. See, but I don't... Like I, Steve I, Cohen, I wouldn't be embarrassed though of that, Willie. And thank you for the call. Thanks, Appreciate Will. checking in. Good stuff as always. By the way, you got to get a. Uh, you know, Stephen Howard Beach. Yeah. You ever go? You ever go to Steve's house? I know he's yes. been to yours. You ever go to Lenny's, the restaurant Lenny's? Mm, I don't think I have. You got to go. Absolute, in Howard Beach. Ah, uh, the best seafood, man. Yeah, uh, I've been going there since. I don't think uh, I'd say the mid '80s. My parents. I mean, I don't go really now because I'm far away yeah, from pain it. Pain in the neck to get there, uh, even for, for me on Long Island. Mm. Um, my thing is, I don't think it was too much to go to Japan to meet with him. Some, like you said before, you have to extend yourself at some point. And I think Steve Cohen legitimately wanted to do that to lure Yamamoto to the Mets. Yep. But there does become a point where you draw the line in the sand and say, well, if I'm going to do all this and he's still leaving to go meet with the Yankees, like in my mind, he should have never left dinner without an offer. Dinner at Steve Cohen's house without signing something. Once you leave dinner at Cohen's house... Now I feel like, hmm, I might be getting used to play or, or play here. Okay, so fine. Make him an offer. It should be a final offer. No, go there and come back to us. This is our offer. Take it or leave it. And if it's short, it's short. So be it. But I would target high. This is it. Make your decision. And you have, you know, 24 hours or whatever it may be. See, I would do the opposite. I would say... Go out there, field all the offers, and before you sign anything, come back to us and give us the final say. Yeah, but then you're leaving yourself open. I understand that, but think about this. Like, so say if he does that, just and I know it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. but if they did, and he comes back, it might. Who knows? Well, I, I guess anything's possible. And the best offer that he gets is three hundred and twenty-four million dollars mm-hmm. over nine or ten years with the Yankees or Dodgers. Well, now you got a choice. You say, all right. I'll even tack on 20 more mil just to let you know I'm really serious. I get you up to about 340, 350. Do you want to be a Met? I need to know immediately. That's it. Yeah. That's I, what I would do. Look, I I'm, I want to play hardball. I mean, that's that's just what it is. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I think Steve Cohen, and again, I'm putting myself in Cohen's spot, giving the highest offer or willing to let the agent know, hey, I'm ready to make a serious offer here, whatever that may be. You tell me where we're at, you know, with the figures, and I'll tell you where we were thinking. Going to Japan, having him over, like, he's already mm-hmm. extended himself he's, he's overextended himself, but he right. had to. So, But if I'm him and I hear some of the reports and think, like, hey, this guy's going to meet with the Yankees well, and I just extended myself, like, that's not cool. There is a level of being disrespected to you. If it's all about respect in the Japanese culture, mm-hmm. well, how, well, then why can't Steve Cohen have some self-respect and dignity as well and say, look, I understand you're a free agent. You want to go around to other teams and shop. That's fine. You did all that. We, you know, you, you did all that. That's fine. Now, here's the offer. That's it. Take it or leave it. You don't get the opportunity to to leave this offer and come back to me in three days or whatever it may be. I'm, I'm going to personalize this so it doesn't seem like I'm, I'm picking on the Mets. Yeah. I'm going to incorporate St. John's for a sec. Imagine, and there's been, it doesn't matter the names, they're immaterial, but this has happened, trust Recruiting. me, over the last 20 years. Yep. 
if you're a recruit, <clears throat> I remember one kid, Briscoe, uh, wound up going to Kentucky. And somehow, it was with Lavin, St. John's made like his final two or three. And it was Kentucky, St. John's, and I forget, maybe Ohio's, whatever the third one was, I actually forget. If you're St. John's, not before Patino, a little different with Rick now, before Patino, you had to show more love than, you know, North Carolina or Duke. You had to text every, during the legal te- texting period, every day, just shower that kid with affection. We need you. You will be the guy who changes and gets St. John's back to what they used to be when they went to the Final Four and had kids drafted in the first round mm-hmm. every year. We need you. And you know what? Being desperate and being transparent, I don't think is a bad thing. Mm. You do. I do. I in this I think well so, with some I think things I think line. it's pathetic. Yeah, the, the, but I think sometimes it's required. Okay, let me give you another example. The, Yan- the Mets are not the Yankees. St. John's is not North Carolina. Uh, That's not the way it goes. But they've already overextended. Understood. They understand that. But here's the thing. If you want to get to that level, start handling yourself like you are that level. One thing, and I don't know if it's a, the analogy is a perfect fit, but we need a house, right? I've been telling you we're looking for a house. Yep. Sold our house. we got to be out by the end of March. Like, that, mean, that's it. And we still don't have anything. It's been going on. <laughs> we we offer, put an offer on a house. They accept it. Then we get, like, an attorney review, a, attorney review, and then it comes back, like, Sure, sale is contingent on the people who are trying to sell us the house buying a house on their own. Mm. And I'm like, no, that's not a contract. You're selling the house. Give us a closing date, an end date. We'll extend it a month, two months, whatever. Yeah, we'll work with you. Yeah, right. And But but some people will be like, oh, well, we really want the house. And we like the house. And my wife likes the house, too. But guess what? There'll be another house. I'll figure it out. I'm not bending over and acquiescing and all this stuff. For you and making you in favor. Like, I'll find another house. St. John's will find another player. King but you Cohen. know what? They didn't. You know, you know what? But they didn't. They didn't. But you know what? The Mets will find another player. They could win. Just like Otani. Otani didn't win squat. Oh, how are we ever going to win if we don't get Otani? You don't need him. Same thing with Yamamoto. At some point, you have to have some self-respect. Draw a line in the sand. I think the Mets are getting close to that point. I hope they are with making an offer to Yamamoto and then moving the hell on. BT and Tyler on the fan. We'll continue with your calls. Actually, we have Casillas coming up on the other side. Yeah, to a little Giants. By the way, you coming out to a Johnny's game this year? Speaking of St. John's, we'll get you out there. better do it before I move, yeah. And you know what? Maybe we'll go to the Garden. Why are they at the Garden? Let's, um, most of the games are at the Garden. Something Rick changed. He said, we're playing at the Garden. Baby. Uh, that we're, I will definitely Johnny's. do. I'll go to the Garden after All right, work just one let day. me know. Yep. Get ticks for All the right. family. Or yeah. just want to go with the boys. Knowing you, yeah. probably just the boys. Let's leave the family out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's leave the family just out of it. Just get two for me and Hoff. Oh, I got it. All right. Right now, it's the Jonathan Casillas Report. Brought to you by Foxwoods Resort Casino, the wonder of it all. By your local Kia dealers. Visit Kia.com to discover a movement that inspires. And by Surfside Vodka and Iced Tea, your sunshine in a can. Ask for it at your local liquor store. Jonathan, before we get to the Giants coming off a terribly disappointing performance on Sunday, I do want to ask you about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm sure you're following along with Rodgers here all year long, doing the interviews with Pat McAfee. He's been the story uh, all year long, even though he hasn't played just but four snaps. How would it make you feel as somebody who played in the league, won a Super Bowl? How do you look at what Rodgers has done, the way he's handled himself as far as being, you know, uh, with these interviews and, and talking about the state of the team? Well, he hasn't really been able to be a part of it. How do you view that as a former player? Well, look, Aaron Rodgers, I think, uh, you know, he's a very opinionated man. He's a, He expressed himself, you know, consistently. I know he has that spot Tuesday on a uh, the Pat McAfee show, mm-hmm. and I feel like over the last few years we got to know the type of person he is, and 
you know, the type of character he has. And he's a unique individual that sticks to his guns. And, you know, he, he, he speaks up when he thinks he needs to speak up. And, you know, I, I think I appreciate somebody that can do that. You know, I think he's an honest person. You know, and I mean, he's a gamer too, man. The guy won four MVPs, mm. you know, not, not far removed from winning two back-to-back MVPs. So I love people that are individuals and, and not scared to be themselves. And I think that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. You know, but I want, let's take Eli for an example here. Two-time champ, obviously Giants legend, New York icon. You know, he never had the organizational juice with the Giants, the team that drafted him, uh, that, that Rodgers had bestowed upon him in, in a month with the Jets. Like to me, that's where it gets a little dangerous when Rodgers seems to be making so many decisions. Yeah, you know what? And and I equate that to, let's say, Tom Brady going over to Tampa. Because when Tom Brady was in New England, when he did all of his magic at, you know, won six Super Bowls, you know, basically two different dynasties, you know, 12, 13, whatever, 10 years apart. And um, he didn't really get to take over and run the team until he got to Tampa. You know, and it's interesting how that thing works. But when you get brought over from somewhere, my dog's going crazy. Relax, Papa. <laughs> I mean, feed, um, feed the poor thing already, Casillas. Well, give him a bone. Let's go. When you when you get brought over from somewhere, you know, it's almost like they, they roll out the red carpet. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, man, what, what do you need? You need total control of the team? Let us know. You need a jet? Let us know. We're- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You need receivers? Let us know we'll take care of you. And I think that's just how it is, man. When when somebody's bringing you in to a place, it's almost like, you want the keys? You, what do you want? You know, and, and I think that's the kind of situation that's happening. All right, we're talking with Jonathan Casillas, BT, and Sal on the field. Let's get to the Giants now. First question I have for you, Jonathan. We, we've talked up this defense, and deservedly so. They've been very good, at, at least in recent weeks. But on Sunday in New Orleans, against a bad offensive Saints team, they couldn't get off the damn field. Why was that the case? Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, but you know, I'm going to come to the, the, the defense of the defense is that 
you know, it, it's hard to play dominant, whether it's defensively or offensively, for 17 weeks of the season. You know, and, and the Giants, not saying they were due for a bad game, but it's very hard to take the ball away on a consistent basis. There's a little bit of luck that goes into that, creating, you know, six turnovers against the Commanders, three turnovers against uh, uh, um, New England. You know, and, and I, I even spoke about this on BBKL, the show I do for the Giants on Thursdays. It's going to be hard for the Giants to keep replicating that defensive output and how they take the ball away, and the Giants' offense needs to step up and put drives together and not just wait on the to get the short field from the defense or from special teams or what have you. And the Giants, you know, the Saints' defense showed up like they have been in years past. This, you know, this spot this past weekend, and the Giants really didn't have no answer. And I think that was more on the offense hmm. than defense. But the Giants have figured out a way to play complementary football in the last few weeks, and they didn't do it this weekend. And that needs to be a dominant performance by the defense. That's just how it has to be because the Giants' inefficiencies that's been showing up again and again on offense. We've got, of course, Jonathan Casillas as part of the uh, Giants radio crew here on the fan, former Giant BT and Sal on the fan. All right, I know there's still a lot of variables here. You know, where you draft, how the kids work out at the combine, how they interview, I understand that. But if you're Joe Shane, you're sitting here middle of December, got a couple of games to go, the season's already largely defined. What are you thinking is the, is the most important need position-wise? What are you thinking you have to target? Uh, I think... Number one, you need you need more depth or I would say just higher quality of star power along the offensive line. I think Andrew Thomas is a star worth. But when you look at last week's game, even John Michael Schmitz, he's young. Uh, and then you got, the, on the other hand, you got Justin Pugh. They struggled, you know, on, on that side from a lot of the things that New Orleans are doing. Uh, passing y'all, I hope I said his name right, the defensive end, the pass rusher from New Orleans, they made him look like Bosa, hmm. you know, because they couldn't they couldn't figure out how to pass off stunts. And the Giants need to continue to upgrade the offensive line and be better among the offensive line. Because if you think about the Giants' Super Bowl years and the Giants' dominant years, yep. the Giants always, always had a great offensive line. I think defensive line, offensive line, that's kind of the star worth that's the guy that's getting off the the bus and the plane first for the Giants. And right now, the Giants, I just feel like they don't have enough consistent play among the offensive line to actually have an offense that can win you games. And I think it starts up front. Okay, just to be clear, because I want to delineate between greatest need but the first thing you target. I agree with the trenches, especially on the O-line, more so than defensive line. But you guys are picking fourth, you're picking fifth, you're, pick, you're going tackle, you're going quarterback. I mean, how much is quarterback in the conversation? I think it has to be in the conversation, given the health of Daniel Jones. And then basically, if you're going with Tommy DeVito for next year, you know, you have a, a still a young guy. Yes, he's done, you know, won some games in this league, which got checked that box off. But the Giants, from, from what I know from Joe Shane and Dayball, they're going to get the best guy available for however they got him ranked or rated or whatever the situation is when it comes up. I don't think they're going to reach. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to let the guy, whoever whoever comes to them, fall right to their lap. And if they have to trade back, if they have to trade up, I don't think they're, they're, they're so locked in to being in that position. 
I think they're going to do, you know, whatever's best for the team and whatever they have, whoever they have on their board that falls to them. Yeah. I think that's how they're going to draft. I think Joe Shane has been doing a pretty good job in bringing in guys that fit the character and the scheme of what the team's doing. BT and Sal, we're talking with Jonathan Casillas. Last one for me, Jonathan. How about DeVito? I'm not ready to write him off yet. I, I feel like people built him up, built him up, built him up. One bad game, and it's tear him down. Oh, he stinks. Now go get a quarterback or bring back Daniel Jones. I, I mean, look, you didn't play a great game. I look at that game and see drop passes. I saw the defense not playing well. What did you see from DeVito, and do you think the bloom is fully ro- off the – how does it go, BT? Off, ro- off the rose. Yeah, there you go. No, no. I, I saw um... – one of the papers, New York papers, is so crazy. He said, DeVito got whacked. <laughs> so crazy like that. Yeah, of course. That's, hey, you play in New York, man. They're going to love you up. They're going to love you up when you're winning. And they're going to hammer you when you're down. And I think DeVito knows that. He's a Jersey guy. I'm a Jersey guy. You know, when I got here and I played for New York, I was like, I'm finally home. I'm here with all the a-holes. You know, I'm an a-hole. I was a born a-hole. I'm from Jersey. You know, I'm from Hudson County, New Jersey. I'm from Jersey City. You know what I'm saying? So I understand how the people are here. And there's only – there's not too many people that can have success here playing at that position. You know, if you look at both teams, New York and the, uh, New York Jets and the Giants, over the decades, how many quarterbacks have had success? You know, you got Eli Manning. Who else? Who else? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Broadway Joe? Like, who else? Vinny Testaverde? You know, it's very hard to play quarterback in New York – because of the media, because of what the what people say, and if you do have a good game, they love you, they support you. I mean, Tommy DeVito was the king of the world just last mm. week. You know, now it's like, oh, he, he's done. The Giants got to, you know, sell the whole team and, and, and draft a quarterback, you know, whatever. No, that's not the case, guys. At the end of the day, Tommy DeVito was, I, I want to say a victim, but he was helped by a defense that was dominant. You know, nine turnovers in two games in two of his starts. You know, taking the ball away, they were able to run the ball over 200 yards against the Patriots. Like, they were figuring out ways to win despite having this young, uh, inexperienced quarterback. But, look, I put all the onus on the defense because that's that's the side of the ball that's been healthy for the year, basically. You have the guys that are dominant performers in Dexter Lawrence, and even Kayvon Thibodeau, y'all, y'all's best friend. You know, so when, <laughs> Did he play when, when Sunday? Those, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, listen, but listen, yeah. When, when it doesn't happen in terms of that side of the ball that's been so dominant, when it doesn't happen, that's what you get. You get a team like New Orleans who has been struggling offensively. They look like world beaters all of a sudden because the complimentary football that the Giants have been displaying just wasn't there. You know, and, and I, I'll put that on the defense because I expect so much more from them. You know, all kidding aside, last one I lied, Jonathan. We, we joke about Kayvon Thibodeau, and I was uh, critical of him this week because that's a game against a good team. You need to get off the field on third down. Where's the elite pass rusher? Hey, am I wrong, Jonathan, for expecting more, have higher expectations of Thibodeau? I know the numbers say that he's had a good year. I know what he does, things that we don't see, uh, you know, uh, as far as uh, maybe his impact uh, necessarily getting to the quarterback, even though the sack numbers are there. I look at a guy who had three against the Jets, a couple against Washington, but then some. sometimes there's inconsistency where he's invisible. A- am I wrong for expecting him to be more of a game wrecker? No. You know, the reason why I say no is because I think the, the defense collectively didn't really show up as they've been showing up. You know, like I, I understand if the Giants were like putting forth this dominant effort 
or a really strong effort defensively, and Tavon Thibodeau is nowhere to be found. You know, when I play really well football is when our defense play really well. Hmm. You know, that's just that's just a fact. You know, it's really hard to be an outlier or you know, a guy that's making a difference when your defense is really not playing up to the standard that it's normally playing at. You know, and I put Dexter Lawrence in that in that box as well. When Dexter Lawrence is playing well, the defense is playing well. When the defense is playing well, Dexter Lawrence is playing well. However you want to look at it. But that's how it happens. When the defense is playing well, you hear a lot of Dexter Yeah, but Jonathan, hold, I, I certainly don't, don't need – hold on. I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but I, I need the answer. Like, but is it if, – if Thibodeau would have played better – the defense would have played better, or do you need the defense to lift you up to play better? It's a collective effort. Okay. You know, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's not too many times where a defense plays really well and their star player doesn't play well. You know, maybe a gotcha. corner that doesn't get, you know, a, the ball thrown at him, but it's really hard for me to, to point at one person specifically when the entire unit didn't play well as a collective unit. You know, and, and like I said – I put all the focus on Dexter Lawrence because I think he is one of the best players in the NFL. Mm. And when they can contain him or make him not the dominator and the disruptive person that he is, the defense just doesn't play well overall. They don't really get stopped. They can't stop the run. They don't get pressure. And that's what you saw, you know, from last Sunday. Thank you, Jonathan. We appreciate your time as always. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll be off next week, so we won't be talking to you. But I know you get the Giants on Christmas Day against the Eagles. Hopefully, Big Blue gives every Giant fan a nice present. Beating the hated Eagles. We appreciate it, Jonathan. Been a nice addition to the show. Thanks, fellas. Happy holidays. All right, there you have it. With three random questions as I try to pull this up. Where the hell is my list here? All right. And we'll do this quickly and then get back to the calls. And obviously, Reset hit you with the crown coming up at 12 o'clock. Number one. Give me your top two favorite Christmas albums. Top two favorite Christmas albums? Yeah, it's weird. I have them, I guess, because of the way that I was brought up. I don't know if other people have Christmas albums or just songs. I'll give you my songs. Okay, there you go. All right. Um, Do They Know It's Christmas? Okay, see, I don't know if I who like who sings that one. Was that Live Aid or Band-Aid? What? Band-Aid? Band-Aid? Yeah, right? Amanda? Do you... So that was when all of the artists, like the the Beatles, like all those. Stuff no, no, came. not the Beatles. That was no. that was after way after the Beatles. But like, no, 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 like the members of the Beatles. Like you had you had um, McCartney in that. It was called, oh yeah, just yes. him though. I don't, I don't know if anybody else was in there. What's the oh, name was of the George song? George Harrison not in that. What? Oh, uh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, what's the name of the song again? BT. I'll look it up. While you Do they know it's Christmas? It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. No. At Christmas time. Yeah, that's banded. Uh-huh. Yeah, what are you laughing at? I said the right thing. You laughed at me. I never heard a Band-Aid It's not my fault. Do they know it's Christmas? Band-Aid. Okay, oh, here Uh, we go. But just the chorus, just to like it. You know what? It sounds like a rock song. Oh, here we go. Oh, let's go. I I, I actually, I admit, I've listened to the song like in July. Really? I love this song. Um, What is this? This is fantastic is what it is. Hold on. Just get to the main punch. Just let it roll for about 15, 20. Time. Listen to the next voice. See if you can identify it. Oh, that's um, Culture Club right there. Boy oh. George. I was going to say George Michael. George. I get them confused. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. All right, what's number But two? say a prayer. Come on, this is awesome. Yeah, that's that song. Ah, you suck. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. That's I love not my Christmas problem. music. All right, what's number two? <laughs> ah, number two. There is that. This uh, is that, number. Two. Right, this is go. one and two. Uh, I I'd would... say no, no, no. The other one is um, 
<laughs> I mean, there's a lot of great ones. Obviously. Well, there is. There's uh oh god. All right, so I started. This is crazy. I started with. Um, Oh, geez. Now I have that song in my head, and I can't remember something I do every day with the kids. Uh, <laughs> poo, okay. Um, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? No, wait. Uh, something Vil. Frost. What's the song with Vil? Uh, um, mm, oh, no, God. Jeez. Uh, let me just give and you mine. I'm going to get back to that because yeah, it's funny. Right. Go ahead. Two Christmas albums. We grew up on Elvis Presley's Christmas. Never heard one of those songs. Wow. I mean, I, of course, yeah, Elvis. No, but. Yeah, and, and Johnny Mathis, Christmas album. Okay. All Seems right. No Bing Crosby? I mean, no. I've heard those songs. Yeah. But like the the standard records, full album, like putting the tree up, doing the light, all that stuff, those, those are two that... Since I've been alive, I've never gone a Christmas without listening to those albums. I remembered it. Okay. Okay. So it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And when the kids, you're going to start seeing this, for whatever reason, young kids have an incredible fascination with poop. They just do. Okay. So I said, you know, <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And you sing to the kids. Yeah. I always do. And so I came up with a new song. It's beginning to look a lot like Poopville. This is when they were little. Yeah. Oh, the, you know. When your pants begin to droop and you make a stinky poop, I thought it probably sounds yeah. crazy yeah. now, yes. but when the kids yeah, are two and three, and now that they're seven and eight, I still do yeah. it. It's hysterical. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, there are your top there two you Christmas go. songs. That's right. a weird first one. Um, number two. <laughs> number two. Do you, ask, do you ask guests to take their shoes off when they enter your house? I don't. I don't. My... Um, my wife does. She actually tells me to take the sneakers off in the house, and you know, I I generally acquiesce, and and I respect that. There's sometimes where I'm like, I just I like I don't know, like to prove a point. I like every one every one hundred times. I just don't want to do it. I don't know why, uh, but I generally do because I mean they're germ corroded. It's absolutely yeah, disgusting. It, it, if you when think you actually, about it. yeah, when you actually think about it, yeah. Why would especially us like we're walking around the city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the subway and trains. Yeah, like I shouldn't be walking in the house with shoes on. Sometimes I do. Most times I don't. But like if a guest comes over, I feel weird to be like, "Oh, you mind taking your shoes off?" Like it should just be known, shouldn't it? Uh, it 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 should be. And when I go to somebody's home, I will generally ask or just do it and right. assume that they kind of want it done. It should yeah. be something you have to ask. So like if a guest yeah. comes over, you're like. I don't want to inconvenience you. You're my guest, <laughs> but in reality, yeah. you should be taking your shoes off. Yeah, to get the rat-infested piss out of my home. Yeah, they, they, or whatever. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. and but then you have a dog. We were just talking about oh, that. Oh my this gosh, morning. the dogs are. You don't have a dog. No, but yeah. I love dogs, and yeah, the, love the dogs. full court press is on. Yeah, I mean they but keep asking. I love them, but they they do make things difficult, dude. We want to go away. What do you yeah, do? It's a major I, it's problem. Just, I know, but I love yeah. dogs. My wife love them. Oh, we need a dog. We, this is before the baby. <laughs> need a dog. Need a dog. Need a dog. I'm like, I love dogs, but like, you know, it's can, they can be a lot. No, we need a dog. Okay, get the dog. And now you do everything. Day, yeah. Well, not, not necessarily. I, I got to oh. wash my mouth. She's actually taking the dog to get clean today. But, oh, wow. But, okay. no, but it's constant, like, he's annoying. He's so dirty. He smells. I'm like, he's a dog. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? All right, last yeah, one yeah, before yeah, we get back yeah. to the calls. Um, would you ever eat at a restaurant that does not take reservations? Yeah, I've done it many times. Yeah. Uh, hard no for me from now on. No, so something happened here that yeah, complicated your world. Go ahead. Yeah, something happened. We tried to go out to dinner Saturday night. Now, you know what it's like having kids, our daughter, two and a half. She was with you or no? Yeah, she was okay, with us. Okay. My wife's birthday dinner. Yeah. Her birthday yesterday. We tried to go out over the weekend, Saturday night. Pick a spot that we love. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go there. I know it's going to be somewhat busy, but, like, 
you're thinking, all right, we go 6, 6.30. It's not 7, 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You get there, what's going to be? A half hour wait? How bad could it be? We get in. Now it's a lot to get ready. My wife gets ready. I don't even want to go. I'm tired. Like, it's been a long week. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it for her because I'm, you know, a great well, husband. because you have to. Yeah, well, well, right, exactly. But I'm a great husband. And then we get my daughter involved. And now I'm dreaming about this steak. It's a nice steak place. They have good skirt steak. or, oh, or nice. short I'm steak, mashed potatoes for a week. I'm dr- Two weeks I'm dreaming about this. But the stupid place doesn't take reservations. We get there. And it's an hour wait, over an hour wait. How long is it going to be? Party of three. We need two in a high chair, please. And she's like, mm. oh, it's looking at. Let me at, see what I could do. Yeah, it's looking at like an hour. <laughs> and not only that, you get some other guy yeah. who's like, what's going on here? I've been waiting for an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. You text me half hour at first and 40 minutes. Now mm. it's over an hour. I'm in the restaurant business. This is unacceptable. I'm oh, like, Jesus. God. So I gave my wife two options. One, we order food, because I was dying for that skirt steak, to go, or we have to go somewhere else. Now, she's pissed off because she wants to go. I don't this, blame her. The now it's, what got, it's her birthday. She's got to eat out. You can't just get well, because that you want to eat point. the steak. You got to go out. I, but I wanted this. I yeah, wanted but it's her food. birthday. And that's exactly right. So, so where'd you go? You so went we, somewhere else. First, we had to drive to Wendy's to get the baby chicken nugget, <laughs> and then because she's got to eat first, and yeah, then we had to sure. go to another place. I mean, you know, if you're not with, and this will change a little bit, obviously. She's still young. She's only two, for those who don't know. You're still deep in it, man. You know, I, I'm fairly impatient. I've gotten a little more patient as I've gotten older. Now, if you're without the kid, you go to the bar, you have a drink, you don't mind as much, you wait for the buzzer to go right, off, different you just story. kind of mosey over, you yeah. get the table. The old school way, you grease somebody at 20 spot, and you just skip, you know, five, six names on the sheet. And uh, that's one way to do it. But some of the restaurants, especially like some cash restaurants where BYOB, like bring a bottle of wine, there are no reser- reservations. You know, you got you to sniff it out. You got to be strategic. But I think I've done you're, it. I think you're right. At the point in life now with a young kid. You got to know. You got to have a table. There's got to be a reservation. Oh, you have to. You just can't be going there aimlessly. It takes no. too much. Nap time, feeding time, dinner time, bedtime. Like, She's still not being breastfed, is she? No. Not to get too personal, no. because that's the worst, though. Neither am I. All right, BT Think about Sal. that. Think about I don't know if you guys did yeah, it. I don't no. even, you don't have to tell us. But, like, when... <laughs> I mean, think about bre- lugging the bottles no, of breast milk, and then we got to leave because go I got to pump. I'm like, just give, give me the bottle of whiskey. And you, yeah. I'll, you know, Disaster! Basically, if you're, a rest- if you're a restaurant and you don't take reservations, you're out, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. All right, that Woo! does it for 3RQ. We'll reset, hit it's you with the crown topic of the to day. Please, somebody, I hope oh, we record that. The- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 